You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 182 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? Welcome to 2018. Hey, Valerie. <laughs> oh, I know. We've already said that, though. It's been 2018 last week. <laughs> I know. Welcome to 2018 again. I'm still in the Do New you know, Year vibe, you know. It's... Uh... Nearly 2020. Does that like not just blow your mind? Like 2020 is two <laughs> years away. It just sounds so cool though, 2020. Yeah, that does sound cool, I have to say. Mm. I haven't – I'm not really thinking beyond 2018. I'm psyched that it's 2018. I'm, it's a nice number. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. I think it's going to be a good year. And uh, like how are you going today in the heat up there? <laughs> Are you well, sitting in your, yes. your undies, sweltering? It, no, not quite. It's 47 <laughs> degrees Celsius, which is about 117 degrees mm. Fahrenheit. And we almost beat the record. Uh, it was going to be the hottest day in Sydney in 158 years. However, it only falls short by a half a degree or so. So uh, it's it's been hot. Yeah, hot. Did you go outside and fry an egg on the pavement? Because I've done that when it's like I've got, we've, we've we've had forty seven in Melbourne. Meanwhile, in the northern hemisphere, they're having like forty below. It's freezing, yeah. crazy, crazy. Like you can. I've seen fantastic photos. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen these on the line where um, people will go outside with a bucket of water and throw it in the air, mm. and the and the water freezes. That'd be cool. <laughs> cool being the right word there. Yes, um, there you go. How amazing. Like, yeah, I, I have not tried to fry imagine. an egg. Um, have you actually? I've done it. I've done it and photographed it. Yeah, one one year went out on the pavement and I put and fried an egg. Did it fry the whole way? Yes. That's bizarre. Didn't eat it. No, that's good. But it's um. that, it's that hot. Like you can't. Like you couldn't go outside on in in bare feet. No way. You'd burn your yeah. feet. It's that hot. Mm. And, and mm. for you, but like, uh, would you know, Valerie? Have you actually ventured out the door today? Briefly in the morning when it wasn't quite so hot, uh, mm. but I came back in soon after. Mm. Mm, like all good cats do. Yeah. <laughs> and me and my cats have been sitting in the air conditioning all day. Yeah. All I can say is thank God for air conditioning. Clever. But- well, wherever everyone is in the world, I hope um, everyone's comfortable. Yes, yes. Extremes. 
I want to draw our attention to an awesome photographer called Jamin Hudson. Some people may have heard of him. He's based in Western Australia. Now, at the age of 17, an accident left him a quadriplegic. Uh, But what he's done since is that he's become this awesome photographer, specifically with drone photography and videos. And his his footage of a a paddle water alone on the ocean, except for some um, whales next to him, has already got more than 6.5 million views on YouTube. So unfortunately, way back when he was 17, he was on a quad bike on a sand dune in Western Australia. And, you know, um, it was a, it was a bad accident and um, he became a, a quadriplegic. But then he has been watching YouTube videos on how to operate um, his drone. And some of the <laughs> shots that he has are just, oh, gobsmacking. And you can imagine the scenery in Western Australia. He's become such an expert that some companies like McDonald's and National Geographic have asked him to work for them. And he's That's also amazing. released. Yeah, amazing. And he's released a 2018 calendar featuring his best work. So pretty Pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. We'll put the link in the show notes, which of course you can find at GinaMilitia.com and check out the calendar because the funds raised will go towards a vehicle that he can drive from his his wheelchair. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, everyone check him out. Amazing shots too. So amazing. Absolutely amazing. I understand that you have an interesting link for us. Is that right? Yeah, so I have a new favourite photographer, Val, okay. and digital artist, and I th- I think I have talked about this guy on the show before, but I um he's he's taken his work to another level, and mm. <laughs> um his name is Kirby Jenner, or this is the name that he goes by. Mm-hmm. He has an Instagram account, and what is so clever about this guy is he photoshops himself into images of um, Kendall Jenner, the uh, (laughs) Kardashian. Right. He does it so well. And the next level that he's gone to now is he started – photoshopping editing himself into videos with the kardashians <laughs> oh my and god they're seamless they're seamless and his his photoshop work and his sense of humor and the captions they're just they make me so happy valerie it's just mm. like this guy is an absolute genius and he's so good in fact that He's been noticed by the Kardashians. And so as a part of the promo shoot celebrating their 10th season, he got a cameo. Oh, that's a classic. I love it. Isn't that oh my amazing? Goodness. Yeah. His so, Photoshop so skills story. are fantastic. And uh, you can check him out on Instagram. It's uh, Kirby Jenner. So K I R B Y Jenner. But yeah, absolutely fantastic Photoshop skills because, so, you know, the Kendall Jenner does uh, get photographed in some kind of bizarre situations. <laughs> They're a bit over stylized. The posing is, um, you know, quite specific and unusual and he just puts himself into the shot in such a unique way. It's very, very clever. And it's not just that he, like, you, I've seen this done before, but, like, you can look at it and you go, well, obviously this guy's put himself 
in the shop, but he really mm. thinks about the the style of the lighting. It, like he mm. looks really carefully, and so he matches the style. You you can't fault it. Like you see, if there's a hair light in a certain spot, he he'll he'll have that. He'll have the same. If a hard light, soft light, whatever light modifier mm. that the photographer used, he will have the same one. And then he goes as far as like the 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 post production, like the color grading, the the style of the particular magazine magazine he nails it it's absolute perfection and then finally the pose and the attitude of the shot he captures that as well the guy is i think a genius and he's yes. funny as well like his captions are really funny too so um but very it's... cool stuff and just done out of love but like he, <laughs> he you watch He'll be on. He'll be he'll be in the show for reals for sure. Oh, yes. I reckon. So he's even gone so far as to yeah put the shadows in when he where he's inserted himself and they're they're very very well done. They're, it's so good. All right, Kirby Jenner, everyone. Now, listeners, we have a new hashtag. Not that we even had an old hashtag. <laughs> so when you are listening to the show or if you're referring to the show either on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, we think that So You Want to Be a Photographer is way too long and S-Y-T-W-B-P is kind of impossible. <laughs> so we think <laughs> hashtag Gina Photo and that will make it really clear that it is this particular um, podcast. So hashtag Gina photo if for anything referring to so you want to be a photographer. So thank you. We tried to merge Val and Gina and it doesn't work. Think about it for a minute, guys. It's just not (laughs) not pretty. Just keep moving, Val. Keep moving. I said it. (laughs) So thank you to the people in the podcast community who asked about the hashtag. So, yes, hashtag Gina photo. Now, if you aren't already in our podcast community on Facebook, make sure you join. It's free to join. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. We'd love to have you in there because there's some great conversations and great photo sharing happening in there. Mm. Now, this week's topic, I love it, is photo project ideas to kick off the new year. Now, I love January because I think January is a really great time to start these sorts of um, projects or challenges or, or that sort of thing. Even if, you you know, I mean, of course, you hope to continue throughout the year or at least continue for, for January. and. Yes. If you, even if you start a few, it's great to see what sticks. So I've actually got a few going, Gina. Oh, really? I've got – I'm doing a, the minimalists challenge where oh. on day one you throw away one thing. On day two you throw away two things. Day three you throw away three things. Oh, you, my you God, see what I, I mean? love this. Yeah. I love this idea. So it's Where's been interesting. That? I want to do it. I'm going to do the minimalist challenge. You can what just do it. What do you throw out the first day? Like an item of clothing that I hadn't worn for – a long time. So wait, is this a month-long challenge at the end of the month you're throwing out 30 things? You've got to find 30 things and throw them out? On that day, yeah. Wow. Now, the official challenge, the official challenge is something fell over in Gina's No, that's um, the uh, Gazzy is. um, That's Gary, the dog. Yeah, that's chasing princess the cat the cat great great all right Sorry so about that, guys. we've got a little um 
<laughs> activity going on in the background. So the thing about the official challenge, I'm not so into all of the rules. The only rule I'm yeah. sticking to is throw away one thing, first day, two things, the second day, and so on. Because I think in the official challenge, you not only have to select that item, you actually have to get it out of the house before midnight. And I can't be bothered with that. I'm just putting all mine in a pile and, it, and in, in intermittent periods, I will chuck them out. So I, I can't be bothered making sure they're out of the house by midnight. But, you know, my, I, my pile is growing and I've been sticking with it. So there's the minimalist challenge. You can just start it any time you want. You don't have to go anywhere. Just, just start doing what I've just said. But the other oh. challenge that I'm doing is um, – which, you know, in theory I'm meant to be doing anyway, is 10,000 steps a day. I fail some days, oh, but it, I'm tracking hmm. it. I've got a spreadsheet and um, and, and I've got, we've got a spreadsheet actually in a Google in Google Drive because there's a few of us doing it and we're going to see, um, you know, how we go, have a little competition there, healthy competition. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's uh, – and a couple of other challenges which I am developing now. So one of them may well be one of these photography projects. I hope so, so Valerie. I hope there's a photo challenge in there somewhere. <laughs> let's discuss. Let's discuss. Where do we start with the photo project ideas to kick off the new year? Okay, so I think that taking on a photography project, and this can be something like if you are a full-time photographer and like you're already shooting every day, this is aside from your day job as a photographer. And if you have a full-time job doing something else and photography is your passion, this is also something that you, you would do to just keep the photography going. Now, the thing with starting a project is I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they tr they make the, the the project too big and the reason why a lot of New Year's resolutions and and the ideas to get change uh, some sort of behavior fail is because we kind of um, make it too hard on ourselves like you know everyone wakes up uh, uh, on the first day of the the new year and they say okay I'm going to lose 50 kilos get a six pack have like you know and 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 I'm going to go to the gym every day for two hours for the rest of the year. And so you yeah. usually start off going first week, yeah, yeah, I'm loving it, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. And then maybe sort of around day seven, day nine, something happens where you can't get to the gym and then mm. you miss the day and then you're, the thinking will go, oh, I couldn't get to the gym I didn't go yesterday. I may as well not go today. And then there's yeah. that whole, well, I didn't go. It's like that, you know, when you're on a diet and then someone puts a bit of a jar of Nutella in front of you and I'll just have one spoon and then you, <laughs> and then you finish the jar and you, well, well, like I've started it now, I have to finish it, you know, which is like every day of my life. <laughs> this you know, is specific this is to you, a, yes. This is not a psychology <laughs> session now. So, okay. but, but if you sort of, make that goal a little bit too hard or it's difficult to get to if you find a gym that's four mile, you know, 40 miles away and you've got to drive to get there, then it's going to be a lot harder. So 
With um, photography projects, I think it's really important that you set yourself a goal that's attainable and, and you make it as easy on yourself as possible. And what's really good about this is no matter how small or large the goal that you set yourself is, it forces you um, to improve your skills. So like every day, if you decide to do a challenge where you have to create a new photo, you are looking for that new photo and what you focus on expands. So it mm. means that you you develop this skill for seeing images and it's just, a, a, you know, you're exercising that, that muscle in your body. So um, it's going to depend on a lot of factors. So like what kind of time constraints are you going? So if you've got a full-time job, you've got family to look after, you've got all the other time commitments, it might be that you allow yourself that five minutes a day to get that shot, okay? And it's also you want to think about location and where it is that you're going to go out and get these shots. You might be someone that, um, you know, there are a lot of people, Val, that listen to the show who are um, uh, in hospital or, you know, going through some sort of treatment and they're not able to get out of the house or wherever that they are. You you can limit that photo project to to that very space that you're in. So you don't need to think of it as I need to go to an exotic location to take these shots. And also don't limit yourself to, you know, don't use gear as an excuse. So some people think about that I I don't have a – swanky camera Mm. or you know the right lens or the right lighting it could be um and gary is going to kill princess right now (laughs) so you heard it here first murder on a podcast what we need to do val is pause at this point and um (laughs) i'm going to get them both out of the room because um it's not going to be pretty any minute now okay everyone we will be back very soon and we're back and we have hopefully prevented Gary from <laughs> murdering Princess the Cat. No, no, so. they love each other, but they were sure, just like they yeah. would be annoying. Like okay. he cleans her and yes. so um sorry about that guys. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about setting the sort of goals that are, are obtainable when you're working out what kind of um, challenge that you're going to pick. So there's no excuse. So it's not – don't get hung up about finding the right model or lighting or location. It's it's just to simplify the photography to one simple task. So it doesn't need to be like hours and hours or a big, long project it, like – couple of minutes a day it's all you need Val like you're finding the thing to throw out what how long does that take you a minute uh yes but it is taking a bit longer the more you have to do the more you have to pick the number of items yes but you know set yourself up to make this uh kind of project the the photo project that you do you know you, you might want to start out um with a, something simple and small so that it gives you uh, the sort of you become more enthusiastic because you've been successful with one, you're more likely to have another go. So it's a sort of I, I, I recommend that you start with smaller projects. And um, the other thing that you want to think about is um, these sorts of projects where you're sharing your work, you want to be accountable as well. You've got to sort of let go of the need to have 
every single image that you put out as part of a photo project be a masterpiece because mm. it's never, ever going to happen. And this, um, I wish I could remember who I was watching a video um, and someone was talking about this today. This, this is one of the pitfalls of being a creative and, and a thing that holds a lot of creatives back is the, the the need for every single thing that they put out to be absolutely perfect before it's published yeah. is holding them back and, and actually will keep you from developing as an artist because you miss out on that opportunity to interact with other people and get valuable feedback on your work. So I think yeah. – um, Henri Henri Cartier Bresson once said, "I think ten good photos out of a year is is a good batch. So, like, if you're doing a three hundred and sixty-five uh, day project and you get ten great shots out of that, you're doing well. So, if you go by that and everything mm. else is is okay, but like you you end up with ten fantastic folio shots, you've done well. So, um." It's okay to post an okay, you know, you know, don't get hung up on that need to be, oh, my God, this needs to be the greatest photo I've ever taken because that's a lot of pressure to put yourself yeah. under. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm finding that myself is that when I first started um, doing uh, art and painting, I was just posting anything because I was just doing it for fun. But after a period, I kind of started thinking, oh, no, I can't post that because it's not perfect. And I, I got stuck. But then only very recently in the last couple of days, I thought, stuff it, I'm just going to post because even if it's because it's just a um, regardless of whether I think it is perfect or, or, or not and just explaining it's just part of the whole creative process um, and it's been so much more liberating and far less stressful as well. Yeah, and it's a very important part, and I think a lot a lot of artists really do struggle with that thing that that, that inability to post something where it's not finished, it's not ready, but often like and and also for you, I think it's really valuable. Like you might post something that you're working on that you've looked at and think, I'm not a hundred percent happy with. I'm going to put it out there, but someone might see something in that that they go, Oh my god, I didn't notice that particular part in the corner, which then might inspire you to go in another direction that you hadn't already thought of. So I think it's mm. um it's uh it's worth doing. Not easy, but worth doing. So yeah. Shall we go through a few suggestions for projects to, for people that they might want to consider doing? I would love to hear them. All right. So one that I really love the idea of, and this is uh, in keeping with the idea of going starting small and something that's attainable and anyone can do anywhere, is a day in the life project. So this oh. could be about anything. So it's a one day project, but it's a great idea for a project. So if you're working in an office, why don't you consider doing a documentary of a day in the life of that office? And that could start with, um, you could get there at the, you know, um, before the cleaners get in 
you know so mm. like what's the first thing that happens who's the person that opens the door turns on the light it might be this some you know you you start with the shot of uh the you know a cleaner doing the floors and you might be someone stocking the um coffee machine and then there there might be the, the as the hustle and bustle starts there might be a shot of a sunrise out the window there might be the uh power meeting there's a whole lot of stuff but tell the story of a day in the life of your office. This could also be in a, in a factory, a day in the life of a factory one. And again, starting at the crack of dawn when the car park is empty and, you know, I can see that like you might get up high and do a shot from a, a high vantage point where you see like it might be a car park that normally is is completely uh, full, but at the start of the day there might be one lonely car and then you could do a, almost like a time lapse or a series of images from that same vantage point as the car park fills up and all the going comings and goings that happen there. That's just, and that's just focused on one simple area. It could be yes. a day in the life of your country town that you live in where you feel like nothing happens. But imagine if you were trying to tell, paint a picture of your country town to someone who has never been there before. Mm. What would happen? Show me the baker opening at uh, 6 a.m., you know, Dot and Beryl having a chat over the back fence. There's so many stories and it's – the good stuff happens in the tiny details and being able to notice them. And as as I said, when you start – honing in on these sorts of projects it it forces you to start noticing the little things that people probably miss as they're off you know running around um you could do a day in the life of a family you know and hopefully you're in a position where you can go about uh, unnoticed and as a mm. good documentary photographer they are they just slip into the background and after about half an hour people forget that they're there and then you're able mm. to snap the the family, you know, in their natural surroundings doing what they do, kicking back on the couch, a fight on, you know, pillow fight or like an argument over dinner, like, a, a you know, all that nice stuff that happens and capture all of it. It could be a day in your own life or a day in the life of your pet. You could follow <laughs> a bit different. around. No, no, they're, they're like, it could be a day in the life of a goldfish. Honestly, you could niche it all the way down. You could do a day in the life of your kitchen table. Yes. Cool. And you could take take a photo of like you know it starts off with uh, you know the first rays of light hitting that kitchen table in the morning. Hopefully the kitchen table was cleared from the night before and it's clean. And then you know breakfast happens. You ca- you capture that, but not even any of the people. Just like a particular corner, you know, there, there's a, a view out your window. A yeah. day in the life of that, so 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., that, that's a day in the life. Then there's a million, million. Like you could go by the same, you know, you could do the uh, the uh, uh, looking into a, a, a window of a cafe and photograph the people as they go through the day mm. who, who's sitting in that, that one spot. And if you don't have time, because not everyone necessarily has time to do it a day in the life, 
seven days a week, just do it on Saturday or whatever. Just do it once a week and and have a day in the life project potentially and that you can then feature on Facebook or your blog or whatever or Instagram and then people can follow that from week to week as as yeah. they as you take them exploring on a day in the life of lots of different things. And the important thing is to not be too general whenever you pick the, the the subject. You want to niche down as much as possible. So, you know, a day in the life of a Dalmatian, you know, <laughs> is really living in Denver, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Downtown Denver. So it's like niche, 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 and, and, and this is something that people have never seen before. So, like, you want to make a, a, a different perspective and seeing something in a way that no one has thought of. And, like, we constantly say that, like, everything's been shot, everything's been done. It hasn't because you haven't shot it. The way that you see something and, uh, you know, with your all your life experiences are still going to be able to see it differently. So that's the day in the life. You can modify that and do the same time each day as a, a month project or, a you know, a mm. week-long project or a yearly project. So you could photograph, uh, take a, a photo of the same at the same time. So at 11.11 you stop and take a photo of wherever you are or 3 a.m. or 7 a.m. Like I would love to see a series of photos if you're night owls of what a 3 a.m. looks like. Wherever you are, you do night shift somewhere, like you work in a hospital or you're in a factory and it's night shift. What does 3 a.m. look like? What does 7 a.m. look like as you're um, doing, if you're a delivery or a truck, we've got a lot of truck drivers that listen, what does 7 a.m. look like from, you know, out out your, um, out the window of your um, rig, See that was yeah. truck talk, Val. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Thanks. You could you could do you know, you stop at the at, at whatever diner that you stop at and take that photo there. That's seven AM. So same time each day. You can also do the same place each day over a year. So you go to exactly the same spot at exactly the same time and take a photo. Yeah, absolutely. Great ideas. What else? Okay, so um, one image a week. So that's a uh, how many how many weeks in a year, Val? Fifty two. Yes. I always get this wrong. Okay, maybe you say that, but I always I always get it wrong. Really? <laughs> to admit it, yeah. Sometimes I forget. So mm-hmm. you can do a fifty two um, week project. So you take one image a week. You might want to pick that your day is every Friday. I'm going to post an image or make it a bit more flexible, but you need to do one image a week. And then you can do that within those parameters. So you might want to do a day in a life every week if you've got time, or Mm. you might want to go to the same spot every day for a week, each week and take a photo, or you might want to shoot a different photo, but you're going to set yourself the goal of doing one image a week. Um, I have a good idea on this. So um, when uh, I got one of my cameras, one of the things that my partner and I decided to do every week, every Sunday, was go through the alphabet. So we would start with the letter A and then go to a suburb 
with the uh, that started with the letter A and do like a photo essay. And then the next week we're going to go to the letter B, go to a suburb starting with the letter B and do a photo essay and so on. And that would take us to six months, right? So 26 letters of the alphabet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you do the calculation there, Tina? Did you figure that out? No, I didn't, but I'd like, I'll just take your word for it, Val. Um, <laughs> I did math last week, so like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm good. So uh, the only, so that was our plan for a, that, a, a particular year. Um, the only problem with that plan was that the first week, the letter A was uh, Avalon, and we came to the suburb of Avalon and we did take our photos. We did our photo essay. But then we decided we loved Avalon so much we moved to Avalon and never wanted to leave. So we never got to be or see or do. <laughs> <laughs> and so on. Typical but, you know, you can, ta- you can take my idea if you want. Go to a different place, you know, with a letter A, B, C and D. Um, another friend of mine, not so much with pictures, but with words, he wrote an article about a particular thing, um, in his town, starting with every week, first week, starting with a, then B, then C and so on. So he did that as a little project. Yeah. That's a great Mm -hmm. idea. So, uh, yes, use the letters of the alphabet to inspire you. So you can go to nearby towns or you can do something starting with that letter as, as a project as well and run through all the letters. Yeah. So that's really cool. The other thing you could, you know, niche down, leave more 12 images in a year. So you do one image a month. If you're working on one image a month, you could maybe do like plan it to, to be like something amazing because you've got all month to plan the shot or just force yourself to go, all right, I just need to post one image a month and uh, pick one of those subjects um, Mm. as well. So you could also do pick a subject that is something that is meaningful to you and that's going to be different depending on what it is that you like. Now I have ongoing um, photo projects that I have and uh, I have bikes, Val. Mm-hmm. I have the Fiat 500. I have <laughs> a um, uh, men in men in their work environments, men at work that I, that I shoot. So everywhere okay. that I go, I want to photograph the guy who serves the tea or the guy who works in right. the boxing ring or that, you know, that cool. I collect around the world. So they're, they're my favorite thing. So you might, you might have a different love. You might have a love of street signs or it might be cats of the world or, and a lot of these particular projects where it's just been a passion project, someone loves something like we interviewed the author of Upside Down Dog. Yeah. Um, Selena, is it? Yeah, Hobson. Um, Hobson, who who d- decided that they made her happy whenever she photographed a dog that was upside down and it turned into a book yeah. for her, you know. And uh, there's another one where um, – a guy has been photographing dogs in their in their master's homes and they're like palatial homes, right? Uh, and yes. that's turned into a book deal as well. So, you know, you, you hear about this all. It's a, 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 there was a photographer who did what, guys in their sheds. Which yeah, was a, yeah, that's, a, a, that's yeah. a good one. Fantastic. So there's 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 heaps and heaps of ideas that you could do. And so you pick a subject. Also, just for clarity, it's Serena Hodson who did Upside That's Down it. Dogs. 
Yeah. yeah. So, cool. so what what is it that you love? And if you love the subject and you're interested in it, it's going to be so easy to keep the project going because it it you you're shooting something that you love anyway. You you want to be around these things or the people that you're photographing, or so it's 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 going to be easy to keep it going. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's a photo of your beautiful cat every day, like mine. <laughs> you have That's an ongoing good. project. You've probably taken a photo of Rex a day for the last yes. how many years, Val? Yes, but the trouble with posting them is that people really get sick of them and they give you an intervention and ask you to stop. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they hit anyway, heavily. So that's good. But there's people that have taken and um, have taken – so there's longer projects that you might be able to take. There's people that take a selfie a day for years and years and years where they're they're actually make sure that they take it in the same spot, same camera angle, everything's the same, and then they create create these videos out of that selfie. There's people that just take selfies every day, uh, not necessarily in the same spot, but they just they, – that's a different thing though. That's like an addiction. But, like, you know, you could you could just – if it's easy for you and you enjoy doing it, then it, make it a project. Right. Another thing you could do is limit yourself to the lens. So you pick a lens and that's your project. So you can only shoot like you do a 50 millimeter lens project or a 24 millimeter lens project or the 70 millimeter mm. but you, or the 35. So you're only allowed to shoot on with that specific lens and that is your project. So that could be a day, um, you know, 365 or a, a 12 a month project or a seven-day project or a day in the life, but you limit yourself to the style of lens and you can take that further and make it that you're only allowed to shoot that with a 50 mil and make it minimalist and also make it black and white if you want to. So pick a style that is or you, you want to uh, do it in as well. So you can either say, all right, I'm only going to do a black and white image uh, for the next month, one a day. <laughs> For 30 days. So on that, I think if you pick a style, the because that it's that's quite broad. I think that if you mm. pick a style, pick some constraints. So those constraints might be black and white, as you say, or yeah. it might be black and white and outdoors, or it might be black and white outdoors before 8 a.m. Or it might yep. be, you know, so just pick a bunch of constraints that you're happy to, um, uh, to to work with, because it those constraints actually force you to think a little bit differently, have a different perspective, and be a little bit more creative as well. So I really yep. think with with pick a style, pick a bunch of constraints, and that will be yes. really useful. Yep, good tips, Val. Uh, so the next one, which I really love, and this uh, there was this uh, guy who just decided to take a few shots, Val, because he thought he'd uh, try and um, get a few good portraits of people, wasn't that confident, and uh, he started a stranger project, started doing a few, kind of got shared around a little bit, and uh, that, that particular blog that he started turned into Humans of New York, which is probably one of the 
most successful um, blogs in the world now. And yeah. so that started with a stranger project. Now, I've got a number of the uh, Gold community members that are doing stranger projects and at first – they're all like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. How do I, how do I approach these people? And you know, it's so scary, but we've workshopped through it and that they all get the first one and they're so exhilarated. And then they'll, mm. you see them, Valerie, getting braver and braver and braver until like, you know, lately I'm seeing the stranger project, they're lit. Yeah, <laughs> they're styled. It's just like this whole new, yeah. And then we got talking and you know, then the family members come in and, and so it goes to this whole new level. So the stranger projects are so important because they force everyone out of their comfort zone. And it doesn't matter if you're a uh, introvert or quite confident as a person approaching people, it's a whole different level. And it can be like, even the thought of it for some people is just like so scary, but trust me, after you've got a few under your belt, it becomes Mm. really easy and you learn um, so many amazing skills. You learn how to read people. You learn so much about light. You learn about backgrounds. And I've just – and like it it then kicks on to work. Like we've got one guy in the community, Val, who started with the Stranger Project. He's now now being commissioned because his work is amazing. And uh, it's great from there, you know. It's it's just such a great way to develop and as a photographer and it's just like there are how many billion people in the world, Val? Mm, Yeah, heaps of strangers. Heaps of strangers and it could be – Anywhere that you are, you can do this project. So with this, again, I suggest that you try and niche down even more. So you, rather than just going, or right, I'm just going to photograph random people on the street, you might want to limit the lens that you use or the lighting style, but you might also want to go even further and it might be strangers drinking coffee or yeah. strangers yeah. or strangers on their bike or strangers with their toys. Like, you know, how, um, people have like their jet skis or their skateboards or like you could have strangers on skateboards or strangers reading newspapers. You don't see much of that anymore, but, um, what is it that you want to capture people doing rather than just doing, uh, generic stranger shots? Love it. Yep. That's a, that's a really good idea. All right, so if that hasn't got the creative juices flowing, just a few other themes that I want to throw into the mix. Like there's other mm-hmm. – like you could um, – if you are homebound, and I know a lot of people in the Northern Hemisphere in the colder parts uh, can't even get outside. It's like impossible. Yeah. It's too hard to get outside. So they are and there's limited amounts of light to shoot with. You can start a project where you might want to do – miniatures so you might want to bust out your legos or your little (laughs) miniature and i have seen some fantastic shots of miniatures where people really go to town and um think of these elaborate uh poses where they can do with their little gi joe doll or i've seen them with little legos or miniatures where you'll have like miniature people on the top of um a a white cake that's been iced and they'll be photographed skiing you know yeah and it's just this really cool little idea. So there's lots of that. You could just even um, do a theme where you photograph food every day. So you might want to try and be clever 
care about how you photograph your coffee or, you know, the food that you eat and, and work on that and make that a project where you do, do one a week. So you might want to um, cook the uh, photograph, the contents of your plate at the start of the meal and at the end, you know, or an overview of the the dinner table or the coffee machine. Like there's a whole lot of stuff. You might want to do minimalism. You might want to focus on finding rustic walls that you like. You might want to do a theme where you find neon signs around everywhere that you see. Every time you see a neon sign, go and photograph it. Old posters, doors, Mm. shapes, shadows, dogs birds is another one that i collect Val. you know you so photograph birds i love photographing birds birds in flight make okay. me happy okay not the ones so, that are in cages not in cages no but like you know if, if ever i've seen like if i'm seeing a um when you see birds in flight and they're in a flock and they're in a certain transform you know how they fly in a v or you yeah. know that look amazing so I will stop and photograph that if I see them or clouds sexy clouds as well is another thing that I love to photograph so these all make for an easy project that you could have either an ongoing one or you can specifically target a uh, length of time so to I think to make these work you want to make try and make yourself accountable and I think the best way to do that is to share the images or you know some of the images that you take into a group so there are specific uh, online communities that do like the 365 challenge where you can share your work there's like lots of people on there but like you can do that and you can look at those for inspiration as well But you've also got the podcast Facebook group where, like, you can even announce to the world that you're doing one and hopefully get some support from other people. Tag your photo uh, with hashtag Gina photo so that we can easily search out in different um, uh, sort of social media sites. We can find uh, all our friends uh, on on there and uh, we can all support each other um, in the projects and just keep it going. You might want to connect with another member of the, the Facebook group and say, hey, let's let's do something together and uh, keep each other um, accountable as well because that's going to help. You know, the buddy system I think really helps keep things mm. going and then also just sharing in the group as well because we've got a lot of people that are doing starting their challenges and they're sharing their photos and they're getting a lot of support. So I think that really helps too. Yeah, definitely. Another good one is potentially colours. So, you know, like only photographing a thing that's pink, say, or yep. blue, or whatever, like the same. Yep. And you could actually end up with a great Instagram feed, um, especially if you did different shades of that colour. It'd look beautiful, Val. You mm. could do like a blue. You're into blue at the moment, so you could just, mm. just photograph blue things. Blue things, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, all right, I love it. I love it. I think it's a. I think it. I think this is a really good thing. I hope everyone does participate in some kind of photo project. Now, if you can't do the three sixty five days, you know you can do it once a month. I mean, once a week. If you can't do it once a week, do it once every two weeks. But have some kind of um, a theme or some kind of constraint because that is what's really going to tie it all together and almost like create a body of work um, or, or the start of a body of work. So uh, really look forward to 
seeing what the community come up with. I think it's a fantastic idea. I just so, see uh, the rebel in me, Val, sorry, yes. just thought of like the, <laughs> the challenge. But, yeah, here's my photo. What, what's that? It's part of a, a photo challenge. What is it? it it's a, a one photo challenge just oh one oh my photo. god it's like my partner <laughs> is so proud of the fact that he only has one instagram photo on his instagram account and he's so proud of that because of course the whole point is that uh that one photo is of the founder of instagram and he just happened to download the app when he was listening to him speak so for ages um years he's only ever had one photo and now he's got two photos uh and it's just a rock a a photo of some rocks so it's not very exciting don't don't bother going to his instagram page um all right so what are you doing in the coming week gina all right, so I'm heading out to the country, so uh, photo shoot this week, so that'll be good, and hopefully the weather is – I don't think we're going to get like 47, so that'll be exciting. No. And then uh, working on some other editing and all sorts of stuff. What about you, Val? Awesome. I am going to be staying cool. I'm going to be in air conditioning wherever possible. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at uh, ginamilitia.com, that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, and uh, you'll find all all the links to social media there. You'll find me in the podcast Facebook group, and most of the time I'm also in the goal community. So if you guys are – thinking of like after you do the photo challenge or this year you're thinking about you know what this year I really want to start taking uh, better photos and you want to be serious about it I'd love to be able to support you so I encourage you to go and check out the goal community there's um, I post tutorials there which show uh, my workflow from start to finish so they're actual videos where I'm shooting stuff and then I demonstrate how I edit how I light how I pose how I talk to people and then we've got this uh, amazing dynamic community and we do uh, an, an Ask Me Anything every month. So lots of stuff there. So that might be something that uh, you guys want to think about as well, Val. So just go to ginamilitia.com and click on Join the Community to find out more. You'll find me online at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, you'll find me in the Facebook group as well. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and we'd love to see you in there. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.